Hey, 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 Ryan here. Today, we're joined by a special guest. We're going to be talking about potential trades that could happen in the NBA. Enjoy. Welcome to Floor Generals, the show where we attempt to eventually have Danny Green on as a guest. Hey guys, I'm Ryan, and once again with my good friend and co-host, Austin. How you doing, man? I'm doing good, man. How about you? I'm okay. Oh, and um, happy Lunar New Year oh, yeah. to whoever celebrates that. Yes, yes. sir. <laughs> and today we have a special guest with us. Uh, he's a childhood friend of Austin and I from the same elementary school. Um, please welcome our day one, Michael Potenciano. How are you doing, bro? Yo, what it do? What it do? Uh, I'm doing good. Uh, All right. See you guys again. Finally get to be on the podcast with you guys. Great to have you on, my man. Yeah, feels good. Feels good. Hey, all right. Uh, before we start, we always ask these um, questions. So, Michael, when you got first into when you first get in, when did you first get into basketball? Um, I think it's just the fact that like being being Filipino, uh, it was always like it was like it was always like a huge it was always like a huge uh, influence. Uh, everybody loved everybody everybody in my family loves basketball, so. It's kind of just like a uh, growing up. Uh, there was always like a, the talk about basketball and playing it. So, uh, and then being in elementary, you know, you guys know, uh, out in the schoolyard, you play all the time and, and all that stuff. So, on the, on those primary nets, you know. But the the slapping that we had. Oh, yeah, the, yeah, those like those like those like really really <laughs> tiny nets. That we oh used to my god. That we couldn't dunk on, but now we can. That's <laughs> <laughs> still the only net I can dunk on, but that's beside the point. No, this summer, this summer we we're gonna dunk on our ten foot rim. Our yeah, ten foot, ten foot. That's the plan. Facts, when, when, facts, I, uh, facts. when I, when I, when I, when I, when I heal, because I'm still injured. True. I mean, uh, you're, you're always injured though, so. I'm always injured. Yeah, you're always injured. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, but I'm, I'm always injured, little... bro. Let's be real. And we're not gonna even bother asking Michael whether he can beat us on a one v one because that's already a given. Yeah, that's, that's a done deal. <laughs> well, what are you guys saying? Oh, we're saying we can beat you. Yeah. Oh, okay. Right. Yeah. Uh, you're saying, no, you're saying you're saying it on podcast now, so we'll make it a thing. We'll make all right. We'll see. We'll see. I'll play you guys. <laughs> all right. Uh, Michael, favorite team? Favorite Denver. team? Gotta gotta go with Denver Nuggets, dude. Gotta Are you just bandwagoning, or is this? <laughs> no. Nah, uh, so I'm I'm a huge Jamal Murray fan. Okay. Uh, I've always been. I, I've kind of. I didn't know who my favorite player was for a long time, but. I always had that kind of uh, that that feeling for for liking Jamal Murray, and then in terms of the way he plays, and just the fact that he's also Canadian, so you know. Yeah, you kind of play like him. I do. Yeah, I, I think I think the I think the step back. Is yeah, what I'm step really back. trying to work on. The step back, I'm really trying to work. Or the side step, I don't know. Whatever. Travel, I was going to say the hair, but like Michael doesn't really have long <laughs> hair, so yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, when's the beard uh, coming in, dude? Like what? It's a beer. Oh, damn. Oh, you gotta bring that up, dude. You know, I don't, I don't, I don't do that. Oh, that's, that's a low blow. My bad. Nah, that's awesome. Right. We, we got the beard game. Yeah, you guys got the beards covered. I got the, I just got the afro. I got the afro. Hey, now. it's fine. It's all cool. It's all cool. All right. That sounds good. Uh, so now our listeners know Michael. Let's move on to our fast break news. Uh, first, quick shout out to Carmelo Anthony for climbing up to 12th on the NBA all time scoring list. Uh, did you guys know that the analysts say that he had a chance to reach 10th place thanks to his solid play in Portland? 10th place in what? What? 10th place in what? 10th place in uh, sco- all-time scoring. Wait, wait, what is he right now? He's 12th. 
Oh, okay. You know what? I feel like he's like too much of like a role player at this point. Like I, I don't see it. Like I, I, I can't see it. Oh, I think, I think yeah. I mean, Portland gave him a good chance to to kind of reinstate himself as like a solid player. But yeah, I gotta agree with Austin here. It's it's more of a coming off the bench, putting up good numbers type of guy. But I mean, if he plays long enough, maybe you don't know. I think he can do it. I, he's still got a good season or two left. No, well, watch him retire after this season. <laughs> they, they, get, they get knocked out of the playoffs. It's just, oh, I'm retired. He's like, I'm out. Mellow, mellow, mellow. All right. Okay, let's move on to the big stuff. Start off with Luka Doncic. Real talent on the court, no doubt. But he's not perfect. One of his biggest issues on the court is how much he complains with the referees. Recently, Stephen A. Smith had interviewed Luka regarding this issue. And Doncic responds that he understands about his whining, but also he wants to win. He states that he's, quote, still too young and will learn from this. But at the same time, it's happened many times within the last two years, and it seems like it's a difficult issue for him to confront. Uh, what are your thoughts uh, on regarding players complaining to the referees? Michael, let's hear your first. Um... Honestly, like uh, complaining to the refs is, is always a thing with NBA players. It's not it's not more of a it's not more of a any more of a problem with with Luca than it is any other player. But I do understand where where the reports are coming from and the talks about him complaining a little too much. But I mean, hey, there there is solid evidence of him being clearly fouled in replays where it shows that he's being fouled. So uh, I'm kind of I'm on the fence about it. I think he's um some in some situations he's justified for complaining. But I mean, he he said it himself. He wants to win, so and he I I he's showing it from the way he plays on the court. But yeah, I could see the the complaining a little too much. But I'm on the fence about. It. I don't really know. Yeah, with Luca, I feel like the complaining part is is fine. I guess because you know all players are gonna complain, like Michael said. Mm-hmm. But my problem really is how he acts towards his teammates when like they're losing. Mm-hmm. Like you see him after like he I guess he misses a three. But there are times he goes to the bench and just acts like a like a complete baby. Like he he's like ripping on his jerseys. He's not high fiving his teammates and stuff. It's like I think that's really the thing that he should work on, not more than complaining. Because I mean, I mean everyone complains. You know, Kyle Lowry complains, LeBron complains. I mean, no one gives them any anything about it. But it's really like the demeanor you have towards your teammate. You know, like you gotta have some respect for your teammates. And if they're if they're playing bad, then you gotta lift them up. You know, you can't be like acting like, you know, like you're blaming them a hundred percent. But I feel like they're complaining yeah. fine. Yeah. All right, all right. I kind of have a different outlook, but I kind of understand. What's wrong? Uh, um, I just feel like I don't. I don't want to sound look bad here, but I feel like a lot of players in this era are just searching for fouls a lot, and once they don't get that call, uh, they just get angry. Whereas if you're if you're looking at like play, uh, players from the past. Uh, they just shoot it, and if they get the N one, they get the N one. But they're not actively searching to get foul, you know. So but nowadays you have Luca, Trey Young. They're just actively searching for fouls as they take shots. And I feel like because they're doing this so much, and they're not getting every call every time they do this, they start whining or complaining because it's it's like something that's passed down from like from doing weight. Uh, so you know. I don't know how to elaborate too much, but I hope you guys know what I mean. So you, like, you mentioned, oh yeah, you mentioned you mentioned Dwayne Wade, right, Ryan? Yeah. So 
I was never a fan of that that you know that that call that uh, yeah the calling the uh, like, foul where he'll, yeah. he'll lean into the shooter. I yeah. don't think or lean into the, the the defender. I don't think that should ever be called a foul anymore. Yeah. Uh, because you're altering your shot form in order to get a call. Uh, I think that is one of the weakest calls in the like NBA current right now. Like I think I, I think it's it's so it's just so dumb. Yeah, they gotta fix the rule book. I think th- this rule book is kind of outdated. They gotta fix that call, and they really gotta fix the, the technical fouls. Like, yeah, I feel like when you dunk on that's someone, that's very true. That's very yeah. True. Like you dunk on someone, you stare them down, and you get a tech. It's like, why did I get a tech? Like, it really makes no sense. Like that, that's just emotion basketball. Yeah, I, yeah. I feel like I feel like sometimes the refs just don't understand the emotion that are the emotions that are coming from the players. Right? Like they're hyped. Yeah, I, I feel honestly, it's the refs' fault. I, I think it's the rule book's fault. You know, like, th- that's what they're trying to do, I guess, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But you guys get what I mean when I'm talking about searching for fouls. So, just, it's just, it doesn't seem like it should be part of the game. Because basketball is not about looking to get the easy shot. It's right. more, it's more skill reliant. Like, look at right. Curry's, look at how, uh, I think I think it was a few years ago during the All-Star game, Clay Thompson was guarding Curry. And Curry yeah. just went went up for the shot and got the four yeah. point play regardless. Yeah, that's how you're supposed to play, not actively leaning in to get uh, get to the free throw line. Yeah, so, I, I think I think I think throwing it up, kind of leaning into your defender, throwing it up and kind of just hoping it goes in, but also trying to complain for a foul. I think that's just not, this is not fair. Yep. So all right, sounds good. Sounds good. Oh my god. Am I ever going to get a chest? I've been wanting to say this for like the last like four <laughs> minutes. I'm missing so and I get cut off. Are you calling the player soft, Ryan? <laughs> I wouldn't say. I wouldn't say soft. Just, it's it's a little weak. Okay, okay, Ryan. All right. It's a little. It's a little weak. Now nah, you're calling them soft, Ryan. You know what? We, we, we <laughs> I, I think. I think compared to how the league used to be, where you could literally body check someone and there would be no foul. Yeah. Uh, obviously, that's over exaggerating it, but. I think there's definitely a huge, huge change in terms of how fouls are called now. And I think it's a lot, I think it's a lot weaker now. Yeah, I guess it's, like, a lot, it's a lot weaker. Yeah, like, like I feel like players, like, they kind of learn that they can do this kind of, this, like, this dumb foul calling stuff. But there are some players that choose not to. Like, you see Kawhi, like, he, he just kind of just does what he does. And, like, if, if a ref doesn't call something that should have been a foul, he just kind of looks at them and starts playing again. And then, like, other guys would, like, you don't get the call. Like, they just stand beside the ref and start arguing with them. And that's kind of the difference. Like, players kind of lean into this this complain era in a way. It's like a meta or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. I think that covers our th- – we, we were on this topic for a long time. Let's move on. Uh, Toronto Raptors will play the remainder of the regular season in Tampa Bay. For us Raptors fans, obviously a tough blow, even with the whole COVID thing going on. But perhaps it's going to be quite even more devastating for the players and staff as well, considering Toronto always plays their best when their fans, their Toronto fans, are there to support them and cheer them on. So uh, even though the Raptors have made their way back into the playoff picture, but judging from their play, I'd say it's quite obvious that they are missing the atmosphere at uh, Air Canada, uh, Air Canada, uh, Scotiabank Arena. Hearing this news, uh, guys, give your takes. Austin first. Yeah, Masai Jury, you know, I think it, no, it was February the 10th where the, the Raptors made a statement saying, you know, they're going to stay in Tampa. 
Mm-hmm. Messiah Jr. had a quote that I feel like kind of sums this all up. He said that, uh, this is this is like a part of what he said, but home is where the heart is, and our hearts are in Toronto. So he's basically saying that in Tampa, like, the team, it doesn't have the same kind of atmosphere. It's not the same energy. And I feel like, yeah, this year, Raptors, they're probably not going to be able to, you know, go on, like, a deep playoff run, also, you know, a trade or something, but... It's just it's just not like the same kind of Raptors squad that we saw like last year, where we've seen them in Toronto. They're all hyped up by the crowd. It's just like it's it's one thing to be away from your city, you know, and also another thing to be away from your fans. It's it's kind of like the Raptors. You just kind of got like the short end of the stick in this kind of whole situation. Uh, yeah. So it's to me, it's kind of like uh, they don't really even have any home games at all. It's every every game for them is an away game. Yeah. And to disadvantage in that way, Michael. Thoughts? Um. Yeah. No. You can definitely see the difference in the in terms of the way they play and the way they feel on court. Uh. You know, the the floor can say the Toronto Raptors and the arena can look like it, but you know they know themselves and <clears throat> each player knows themselves that they're not in Toronto. They're not being supported by by their home fans. Um. And I mean, like realistically, Toronto has the best fans in the league. Sure. Uh, because you know we got a whole country behind them but i mean yeah you can see definitely the way they play is it's it's so much it's just there's such a difference in terms of the way they they show hype they show their their kind of uh their enthusiasm Mm -hmm. in terms of the way they play because they're missing all of toronto supporting them you know like jurassic park like that was a huge thing that definitely boosted uh, Toronto's morale playing in Golden State in that finals, you know? Yeah. Um, and I think definitely, definitely they're going to miss it. But I know you said, I know you uh, corrected yourself when you said uh, uh, the Air Canada, Canada Center. It's, it's forever going to be the ACC for me. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I'm never going to think of it as anything else. It's just forever the ACC to me. Yeah, that's I, I had to change it just for just for um, <laughs> but yeah, yeah. But it's always the ACC in my mind. Yeah, in my <laughs> heart, in my heart, it's forever the ACC. <laughs> I'm, I'm just hoping Toronto can make a, a, a good push in the playoffs at least, even without. We hope so. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Definitely. All right, and let's let's switch gears onto our final topic. Derek Rose, trade from Detroit to New York. Derek Rose heads back to the Madison Square Garden to be once again reunited with Knicks head coach Tom Thibodeau. The deal sends D-Rose to New York, and Detroit receives former lottery pick point guard Dennis Smith Jr. and a 2021 second-round pick. With the Knicks looking to make a playoff push, do you think this trade helps them? Guys, just keep in mind that as of right now, New York has quite a few point guards on the roster. So, will the former MVP's addition cut into Emmanuel Quickly's playing time? Yeah, I'll go first on this. I feel yeah. like... Thibodeau, the way he coaches his rookies, you know, he makes them earn their play time, but he also likes to kind of not give them too much run in a way. Like, you're seeing him with Obi Toppin. He's only getting, like, under 14 minutes a game. And I, I feel like he wants to do the same with Quickly. So, you know, he wants to kind of make Quickly the Jimmy Butler and then have Derrick Rose, you know, you know be that leader. And I kind of understand where he's coming from, you know. I get, I get like, playing your guys is, is important, but, I mean – Coaching goes a long way, and I feel like, I feel like the players kind of buy buy into what Thibodeau's doing, and I gotta say, like, I, I at the start I didn't like the deal. I was like, man, you gotta get quickly minutes. But the more I think about it, the way Tibbs coaches, I actually kind of do like this deal for the Knicks. Mm-hmm. 
Michael? Um, I mean, yeah, definitely. I gotta, I gotta say that it will affect Emmanuel quickly, uh, in terms of the the, the run he'll get and the playtime he'll get. Um, I think as more of a player standpoint, it'll benefit him, and it'll benefit the other guards knowing that they have that kind of veteran experience from D Rose. MVP. Uh, yeah, he's a former MVP, uh, and honestly, like one of the greatest bulls. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I don't know if that's controversial or not, but I think. He's no, no, I think so. I think so. <laughs> no, definitely up there, uh, and uh, he has a very unique story, you know, from from being injured to coming back, making a comeback. Still not as great as he used to be, but I mean, you can't really blame him. You know, he's, he's still battling injuries, but. Uh, in terms of the way the, the, the coaching goes and in terms of the way the team goes, uh, I think as for players on the roster, knowing that they have a lot of guards, I think it's, it's good that they should look up to Derrick Rose as a guard they should probably look up to, yeah. I, I, think, they, all right. I think it could help them. I have like a similar but a little different view because you guys know that I think – in Derrick Rose's first three seasons, he was also coached by Thibodeau. And Thibodeau never really rested his players a whole lot. And that resulted, that culminated resulting in the the ACL tear that would kind of disrupt Derrick Rose's career. So I feel like uh, Thibodeau, every day he's like blaming himself for this. So he's just trying to make it up to D. Rose by trying to not like bring him in, but like try to show that he's changed, that he can run things differently. So bringing Derrick Rose in is like, it's like a father son bond kind of between the two. <laughs> uh, Tibbs is trying to, trying to teach the the rookies, the sophomores that like, uh, despite like my old ways of coaching, it's kind of it's changed now because now I'm, now I'm trying to. Uh, develop into adapt into the modern coaching style become a better person like not just view my players as assets but like as people as well so he brings Derrick Rose to show as an example and I like that Derrick Rose is a good locker room locker room guy to have and uh, provides a lot of experience in in the regular season and playoffs yeah yeah. I fully agree I fully agree I I think it's funny how many times that Tom Tibb and and, and D Rose have been like it's, it's like three times already, no? Yeah, they, they've been together. You can't escape. Austin, I tweeted. No matter how far he goes, dude, he'll always end up, end up right yeah. back with him. <laughs> yeah, like, Austin, I tweeted a few days ago. I was like, uh, Derek Rose is his uh, son confirmed. Like, DNA yeah, test. like Derek Rose. <laughs> Din- yeah. He like he finally Din- gets to leave, and then <laughs> Derek Rose is like, oh, like I, I can rest back to back, I can relax. And then Tibbs is on the phone like, "Hey Derek, you're coming back to the team." And it's like, "Oh, 40 minutes, 40 minutes of game again." Like, "Oh my god, man, not this again." 40 minutes of game pushing for 20 points, like they're like, oh, "Just, just t- bro. yoga, man." Bro, New York's about to bring um Joakim Noah back. Noah right. back, come back out of retirement. Jimmy yeah, Taj, Taj, yo, Taj Gibson. Yeah, they, Taj, Taj Gibson's Gibson. already on the team, yo. Oh yeah, yeah, he is. Yeah. <laughs> yo, it's the Timber Bulls again. Oh my oh, god, my man. Gosh. New York, New York Timber Bulls. Yes, New York Timber All right, all right. So speaking of trades that happened. This week's topic to cover, we're going to be discussing potential trade candidates. Austin, let's have you talk about trades. All right, so, right, Ryan, can you specify when the trade deadline is? I kind of forgot. 
Bro, I don't even know. I didn't do that. I'll check right now. <laughs> it, it's so it's somewhere after the All Star break. Well, a trade. It's where two teams or maybe more they they agree yeah. on dealing some of their assets, whether yes, that's so, players or picks. So it's on March twenty fifth. Wow, that's actually fast, yo. March twenty fifth at three p.m. Yeah, it's always three p.m. But yeah, so up to that point, players and teams can or like teams can trade their assets and players around freely until three p.m. on March twenty fifth. Every year, it's a big deal. Like you see all these names get thrown around, and then these blockbuster moves happen. You're like, that's crazy. Yeah, the the last like few days of the trade deadline is like always the most like exciting thing and it's the scariest thing too because players never know whether they're they're going to be switching teams or not yeah that, that's i'd be scared yeah. if i was a player i'd be scared if i was drumming right now shaking in my boots yeah like it's always scary uh last last season one of the biggest moves was uh d'angelo russell and uh, andrew wiggins uh, I remember because I I was finishing working out in the gym and I come out of the, come out come out and I look at my phone I'm like what the hell, I'm, I'm like, what just happened yo like I was contemplating life and everything. <laughs> You're contemplating life over Wiggins and D'Angelo. <laughs> yo, I had I had a uh, Wiggins. Nope, <laughs> I have Wiggins on my team. So I was like, oh, oh. I was okay, like, okay, I was like, okay. Like wait till this guy sees Bradley Beal get traded. Like. <laughs> Have a heart palpitations nah, like, or something. Like you were you were contemplating about life then, dude. Just wait till you hear about that James Harden trade, dude. Yeah, like who? <laughs> now that was nothing though. That was nothing. No, oh. that was nothing, dude. Oh, it was yeah. just, it was just nothing, one of the nothing. best scores in the game getting sent to Brooklyn playing with. Nah, the Taj Gibson signing was the craziest one. Oh yeah, <laughs> blockbuster, holy blockbuster trade. All right, let's. Uh, I believe we all have some candidates that we think should be traded. Michael, let's have the guests on first. Oh, uh, damn. Well, I got a whole list. Yes, sir. Um, well, first and foremost, I'm going to start with the most probably, maybe uh, maybe one of the biggest names on my list here, and Austin's definitely going to have an argument with me, but I think Ben Simmons uh, is probably going to be up in the air for trades right before the deadline. Uh, what? We already, we, already, we already heard his name in the... In James the, Harden the situation? Yeah, in the potential James Harden and Ben Simmons trade. Uh, I mean, Ben Simmons right now, he's having a pretty uh, a pretty okay season. Uh, 14, per, uh, 14, 14 points okay. per game. Okay. 55% field goal average. Uh, about 30 minutes a game. I think, and as crazy as it sounds, I think he could be a really good asset to the Timberwolves right now. Are you? No, 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 no. You're uh, joking, right? Uh, hear me out, hear me out, hear me out. Hear me <laughs> I don't want to hear you out. I know you don't. I know you don't. I know you don't want to hear me out because I know Ben Simmons is your boy and and all that. But um, I think in the backcourt he could be he complement D'Angelo Russell really well because you know D'Lo being a good three pointer already uh, could just help him in transition with Ben Simmons as being a really big guard who can move really quick. Uh, and I'm seeing maybe like a like a Beasley and a and a, and, and a couple picks to go. Oh to my build. god. Uh, I Michael. could see that. I could Mike. see. I could see. I just basically, I could see Ben Simmons uh, in the backcourt with, with D'Lo. No, Michael, you, you gotta stop there, Michael. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, are you are you serious? Be- Beasley and like a few picks. That that's what Ben Simmons is worth to you. Are you gotta be kidding me? 
Relax. I'm, no. I'm checking out the trade right now. I'm checking out the trade Check right now. Check out it. Nah. I don't care if it works. You think Beasley is even How close? many picks, Michael? Yeah, come on, Michael. I'm thinking, like, I'm on, like, I think it's, it's crazy. Don't say two. Like, don't say two. No, I'd say, like, three. Bro, three? you gotta be kidding okay. me. I'd say, like, three. This is so much buddy, disrespect. Buddy, it doesn't, buddy, it doesn't work. The salaries don't match. Oh, oh salaries don't my match. god. Salaries don't match. Damn. That I is, mean, I just know. think I just thought I just thought of it as Ben Simmons is a guard. No, if you yeah, if you okay. Uh, ben Simmons is a guard who struggles to shoot. He's been struggling to shoot his whole career, basically. Okay. Pairing him up with a guard that can, and what, putting what him you... in a, putting him on a team putting him on a team that sorely needs an extra an extra star to have to definitely push them out of the hole that they're in. Uh, I think it could probably help. No, nah, no, nah, Michael, Michael, Michael. So you want Ben Simmons to play beside a shooter, right? Mm-hmm. Do you know who he's playing beside right now? Seth Curry. Seth Curry. What, what, he is one of the what, best three-point I don't know about you, but like, I think Seth Curry is like kind of good at shooting the basketball. <laughs> and they have Danny Green. And they have Joel Embiid. Like, what is this tall no, I'm thinking, foolery? I'm thinking... I'm thinking You're thinking wrong, a, Michael. That's that's no, what you're, th- you're thinking, thinking wrong. More, I'm thinking more of a a benefit to Minnesota. You know, I'm thinking of Minnesota needs something right now. And considering Ben Simmons is already up in the air of a trade talk, I think if there was a team that it would be a good idea to pursue him, it would be Minnesota. Right so bogus. Right? So bogus. <laughs> Let's just move on. So I, don't want, your... I don't want to deal with this Ben Simmons slander. He's the best defender <laughs> in the NBA. He's the DPOY no, this let... year. Okay, okay. Let me just let me just add something. If Minnesota wants to trade for Ben Simmons, it's not just my Malik Beasley, buddy. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's no, gonna be yeah, a, let, it's let... gonna be Anthony Edwards. He has to be. Yeah, I, 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 has to be I, 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 Michael. Malik, I, I wasn't Malik Beasley. Um, personally, I would even. Uh, consider having probably like D'Angelo Russell in yeah, that deal I was as thinking. well. I don't Russell think that's enough either. Because so straight up, so straight up no, because for the for the guard. No, because the no, because <laughs> D'Angelo Russell isn't also and everything. But like he doesn't have to me, he doesn't have the same ceiling as Ben. Like Simmons will be he he's he's like a tall ass point guard and uh, you don't he's like Magic Johnson and you don't you don't come across that every yeah, day. Like, so. Michael like Ben Simmons is. He's a t- I think he's a top five asset right now. Like, the only reason Ben Simmons was in, like, a trade talk, it was because it was James Harden. Like, that's the only reason they have Ben Simmons in. It's not like they're trading for, like, like some bum player, like some okay star, like D'Lo. They're trading for James Harden. Like, why wouldn't you take a shot? Like, come <laughs> on. You gotta be kidding me. Hey, I, I mean, I mean, nope. I mean, I'm not, like, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna argue with you guys. Uh, no, please, please. I'm not gonna. No, no, no. I'm not gonna. I'm not, I'm not saying that you guys are wrong in any any way or any way or form. Yeah, no, yeah, we got that. We got I that, yeah. I just thought of it as Minnesota currently needs something, Sucks. and because yeah, they suck. They need help. That's what they need. Yeah, they suck. They need the help, and you know Ben Simmons would be a good help. Yeah, extra guard you need. Mm-hmm. Okay. I see what you mean there. You know, I'm, yeah. Ben Simmons would help any team because he's that good. You know what I'm exactly. saying? Exactly. It is what it is. You know? I, think, I, think, I think for him to help any team right now would be Minnesota. Okay. All right. Okay. But that that's going to be a big package. No, it's not just Malik Beasley and a few picks. It's got to be one of D'Angelo Russell. Yeah. If Kat. I'm Daryl Morey. Probably not Cat. No, not Cat. If I'm Daryl Morey. No, I can't get rid of Cat. 
if they offered me D'Angelo, Malik Beasley, and Anthony, Anthony Edwards, Edwards, I would still say no. Even with the three first round picks. Yeah, I'll still say no. We're, oh, we, really? Why, why would you, why would we do that? We're we're trying to win oh, no. a championship oh. right now. And Bede is young; he's in his prime. Like Lord knows when he's gonna get injured again. Mm-hmm. I, I'll be trying right. to win right now. I think as a side note for for Carl Anthony Towns, first of all, I hope he's doing yeah. good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Prayers to my boy. Definitely, definitely. All my homies love Cat. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll <laughs> Cat right now. I hope he's doing good. Uh, yeah, he's been through a lot. <laughs> he's been <laughs> a lot. Right now. Yeah, he's soft. been through a lot right now. He's been through the ringer. So. Yeah. Yo, hopefully everything works out for him soon. Mm-hmm. So yeah, of course. Yeah, so the Timberwolves got to do something, or else I would trade this man yeah. too. <sighs> but I don't have him as one of my trade candidates, which is unfortunate. I think I have a pretty, I think I have a pretty interesting list right now. Yeah, okay, all right. Uh, let's, 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 in terms let's, of in terms of players that are like. It's weird that you would hear their name. Yeah, I mean, but, you start with Ben Simmons. I mean, that, that that's shocking. That's just I think that's the biggest. I think that's the most controversial on my list. Yeah, it's the uh, hottest take. Uh, Michael had the hottest pick. I have one of the most confusing picks. Do you mind if I go? Yeah, I'll go, go ahead. ahead. All right, three team deal centered around Al Horford. Oh, okay. Three team deal. Okay, okay. Yeah. So it's team. the three team deal around the Thunder, the Heat, and the Nuggets. OKC gets okay. Gary Harris. Myers Leonard, Maurice Harkless, Casey Okpala, uh, 2023 second round pick from Denver, and a 2024 second round pick from Miami. That's a big package. You guys know that. Okay, they really care about the picks. I mean, let's be honest. Yeah, that, that's precisely why. Uh, Miami gets Al Horford from the Thunder. Denver gets Andre Iguodala from Miami. So I, I, I don't know. Maybe I, I can't see what you guys are like thinking. Okay. I, I whether like, it's weird no, or not. I, but I think that's good. All right, let me explain why, though. Yeah. Um, OKC gets rid of Horford's huge contract, and it frees up PT for a lot of the younger guys. Because, you know, he's pretty much the starting center right now, and it cuts into uh, playing time for some of the rookies. Uh, maybe Gary Harris just needs a little change of scenery, and uh, OKC can let him focus on development rather than winning, since the Nuggets are pursuing that championship right now, right? Yeah. Uh, Mays, Leonard, and Harkless for salary reasons, and... Obviously, both can get weighed and sign with a contender. Uh, Okpala is a young forward, and he can grow in OKC if given a chance. The second-round picks are just for insurance because that's what they want. Uh, Miami gets Al Horford. He's a veteran who is, let's be honest, not worth that contract. $27 million a year. <laughs> but he is a competitive player that wants to win. And let's, considering Miami does need depth at the 4-5, and five, uh, my, uh, Horford's presence can actually help them. Uh, Remember, Miami last year took a chance with Iguodala, who did not play at all with Memphis last year. And he's he was a factor into getting to the finals. Horford yeah, might be that push. Yeah, exactly. Horford might be play. that push. Uh, and finally, Denver, currently seventh. I ha- They were like fourth last week, but they dropped to seventh. Crazy. So the, they need, the only true veteran on that team with like deep playoff experience is Paul Millsap. Because he's been spent long time with the Jazz and the Hawks stuff. Uh, Denver reunites with Andre Iguodala, former Finals MVP, and knowing that he wants to get back to the Finals again, he will be a voice in getting Denver back towards that position. Thoughts? Okay, I gotta say that is a really, really good deal. Now, what this is, I think there's two things I want to say about this. Yep. If I'm either the Heat or the Nuggets, I'll be pushing to get Trevor Ariza. If I can get them in a deal, okay. If salaries work, I feel like I would be interested in Ariza because 
right now he's away due to personal reasons, but yep. if he if he does play, I feel like he would help both of the teams extremely because you know the Heat facts. You know the Jay Crowder. You know he was really really important in that playoff series to make it to the finals, and mm-hmm. I feel like they haven't found someone to replace him. You know they tried more Harkless, they tried yeah. Iguodala, who's and yeah, he's, and not, not, he's, not, he's not the same anymore. He's not the same yes, anymore. Yeah. Wow. So if he if he replaces Jay Crowder with Trevor Reza, that'd be good. And I gotta say with Horford. I, I like Horford for, like, every team I, I like Horford for. But, yeah, that contract mm-hmm. is is a bit too much. I mean, if it was, like, a, a 17 mil, <laughs> then he's probably, like, the best asset for, like, a contender. But yeah. it's just the contract. It's, it's, it, it makes it super tough. Yeah, I agree on that. That's why I – but, like, in my deal, all the salaries work out. I was, like, doing the math and everything. I'm like, this works, so. <laughs> yeah, no, that's that was a great definitely. deal, yeah. Something yeah, I definitely yeah. didn't do is the math. <laughs> you, guys, you, guys, you guys know me. The math is something I will actively try to avoid. Relatable, yep. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, so I guess you guys agree on this deal. I, I like the deal yeah, a lot. I, th- I think it's, it's, it sounds like a really, really good deal for for a three team deal too. You know, because mm-hmm. I'm, I'm I usually I usually get confused when three team deals happen because I'm like, okay, there's too much happening. <laughs> but uh, you know, you slowed it down, so I'll, I was able to kind of be like, oh, okay, and it, it works out. All right, all right. Uh, so it's not that confusing, thank God. Are <laughs> <laughs> you laid it out all right. pretty well? All right, yeah. thanks, buddy. Uh, Austin, let's hear your. Yeah, one so of you were talking about Al Horford. I have one deal for Al Horford, and it's the only one that could probably work, and that's Al Horford to the Celtics. Oh, now, back, back to Boston. Back that, yeah, he was okay. really good in Boston. Now, this deal, it's you know. It's a it's a five team deal, you know. Oh damn! No, I'm joking. It's... You know, <laughs> so they have a trade exception for Gordon Hayward. Celtics do for twenty eight million. Oh, yeah. So I oh, yeah. I was thinking, they, you know, they want to get rid of Al Horford. You know, he's old and they kind of just got him to be a veteran kind of guy. So I was thinking Tristan Thompson and a twenty twenty two first round pick. Maybe add another pick in there for Al Horford. Now, of course, and the trade exception works. Oh yeah. Yeah, it, it worked, and I feel like, you know, OKC is looking for picks, and they want to get to a, a younger kind of team, and I feel like you know if they get Tristan Thompson, he's on a two year deal, so and he and it's, it's, it ends before Horford's deal, so that helps them and the first round pick, and if they get another pick, <laughs> it helps them. And Boston's trying to make a run for the playoffs, and not even the playoffs, the finals. Finals. And yes. Horford, if he's on a winning team. I mean, I think he's one of the most underrated guys in the league. I think, like, he is really, really good in, in, in the right team. When he's at center, I think he's one of the best centers in the league when it, when it comes down to playoff games. And I think this, this trade helps both teams pretty equally. That's a good deal, man. Like, uh, considering Horford also knows Brad Stevens' system, and he's yeah. he has pretty good chemistry with Smart, right. Tatum, and Brown. And he flourished right. in that system. Exactly. So, uh that's a good deal. Like, I think that, I think it's I think it's hilarious <laughs> that you said that you said sending Al Horford to uh, Boston and then getting getting Tristan Thompson because I had the same thing on my list. Oh, did you actually? <laughs> yeah, I had, I had so I had Tristan Thompson on my list and I said trading him to OKC and getting Al Horford back. Oh, okay. Would be literally perfect, and you just described it way better than I did in terms of how <laughs> he, knows Brad, he knows Brad Stevens' uh, system. It would just work out, but yeah, I definitely I had that on my list too. I was like, you know what, Tristan Thompson, yeah, I can't. I don't think I don't think it's good for him. His situation's good in Boston right now. I just don't. I don't think it's that good right now. Mm. Yeah, I, I, Mike, Michael, I have a I have a funny funny idea that you actually forgot about the trade exception. You had an idea that I didn't know about the trade. Or, no, uh, like you for, you forgot about it. Are you slack? Now Michael knows about it. What are you talking about? <laughs> all right, all right. My bad, my bad. I, I like there. Okay, there are things that I read over that I'm like, oh, it's not important. 
and then there are things that I read over where I think it's unimportant, and then it actually gets brought up, and I'm like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that trade exception is, is really big. Like, they can make a pretty big deal this year. But remember, the trade exception does expire after one year. So regardless of how big it is, you just lose that exception. That's what so, I mean. They yeah. got to use that this trade deadline. No, I think, I think and if they get Horford, that's a smart that's deal. Huge. That's, that's huge. Yeah, it's that's definitely going to play a part. I feel like it's definitely going to play a part. Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. I got to say, Horford would have been a better fit than Hayward. So if they get Horford, I think they won by letting Gordon Hayward go. Alright. I like it. I like it. I, I like it better than my deal, man. No, your deal was... It was insane. I was like... My brain was like going in all different directions. I was like, man, Gary Harris here. <laughs> yeah, I mean, what I mean, the heck? Better, I mean, it's better than my first deal, so... Ah, <laughs> uh, come right. on. Give yourself yo, some... Yo, yo, Michael. Maybe your second deal is better. Let's hear yeah, it. Yeah, let's hear it. Second deal... Second... Oh, gosh. I don't even know who to pick for my list without sounding... Uh, ben Simmons? Is it, it Ben Simmons again? Don't tell me. Not Ben Simmons. Joel Embiid. No, I'm joking. Um, <laughs> I was thinking... I was actually thinking getting Hassan Whiteside out of Sacramento. Oh, yes, okay. sir. I had okay. that too, but where? Um, realistically, and, and I'm not saying this because I'm a Raps fan, but I think uh, the Raptors would definitely be a good spot for him to be. Okay, uh, you're being a homer. You're being a homer. <laughs> no, let's hear it. Let's hear it. <laughs> let's let's be real. Okay. How how desperate is Toronto right now for a big? Hey, that's true. I, because because <laughs> we all know that Chris Boucher has been having a season of a lifetime right now. He he is he is having an, a very 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 good career. Um, and then the Raptors had to settle for a guy named Aaron Baines. Tough. Uh, who, I know he did good in both uh, Boston and Phoenix. Mm-hmm. However, right now, the Aaron Baines that we have is not the Aaron Baines that we need. Yeah. Um, and I think because Hassan Whiteside is barely getting minutes, because he's playing behind Marvin Bagley, um, he's just not getting minutes on Sacramento. He had a great season in Portland great he had an amazing season he had his high in miami and then he signed um, a minimum contract last season Good, right smart guy. And, I, and, <laughs> and, and i think i think definitely getting him out of sacramento and and the raptors maybe will probably hopefully sending aaron baines and getting rid of the big that we have uh could work out and again it's a minimum he signed a minimum deal so yeah i don't think we can i, I don't think we need to oversell yeah, I think we can lose yeah. in this trade. <laughs> it's kind of tough to lose when you're trading for a minimum contract. Yeah, that's true. And uh, if you're trading Aaron Baines, that means you're also going to be receiving probably like uh, the contract of uh, Jabari Parker in there as well. So I'll take that. It, does, it does work out because yeah. both are making like uh, minimum deals like $2 million and Jabari Parker's at $5 million, So it's 2 and 5, 7. Uh, Aaron Baines is making $7 million as well. So it works out. Plus, I mean, Raptor development, right? We've seen what it can do to players. Yeah, yeah. Fred but, and, and, and... <laughs> but I just want to point out, Hassan Whiteside's like 31, 32. I don't know if it's... I don't know if it, I think it's too late for him to be developed even more now, honestly. And uh, Nick Nurse really just starts the guy, or like plays the guy that he personally likes their work ethic Tom Whiteside is known to not have a very particularly strong work ethic, so I feel like the trade could backfire. I mean, it's like it's not anything we're losing because it's Aaron Baines we're getting rid of, but I don't know if it'll really help us in the long term. I mean, at this point, you know, like Nick Nurse, like you, he's he's looking at what Boucher is doing, and he still hasn't started him. Like, I mean, there's there's probably no one other than Matt Thomas that he probably hates more on that team. So I mean, they're probably gonna give Whiteside the starting spot. Oh my mm-hmm. gosh, dude, Matt Thomas. 
Yeah, rest in peace to my man's minutes. Mr. 99%, man. He was starting in the preseason. Like, what the heck? He's not getting any PT right now, and it's very upsetting. Yeah. Oh, my God, man. You know, Twitch trade him. Very solid shooter, and just Nick Nurse doesn't want to play. There's so much good guys (laughs) that we're not playing. Oh, my God. That's true. But uh, I just want to just rewind it back. Hassan Whiteside to Toronto, Michael. I have... Whiteside going to Sacramento. Oh, I'm going from Sacramento to Washington. Ooh, that, that, Washington. that disgusting Ooh, city. That does, oh man, that that does that does help. No, I mean, uh, Alex Len, former Raptor, who is actually doing well in Washington. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he does have to split minutes with Robin Lopez. And, hey, hey. <laughs> and and as I mean, yeah, having another big. Having a name like Hassan Whiteside, having a, having a big like that, um, it could benefit Washington potentially. I just think he'd he'd be a better fit with Raptors because of the situation that we're currently in. Hmm. So, uh, uh, yeah, I can see that. I just wanna, I'm just gonna quickly say my Sacramento trade uh, for for between Washington, uh, Hassan Whiteside and Bielitsa for Ish Smith and Isaac Bonga, our favorite Isaac Bonga. I love Isaac Why? Bonga. <laughs> But why though? I'm like this is this is probably a question you guys are asking a little. Why though? Why? Thomas why Bryant's injury uh, hurt Washington. Uh, Russ doesn't really have a pick and roll partner anymore. So Hassan Whiteside, being that guy, that, that rebound, that tall guy, mm. he can he can fill that gap at least for this season. A traditional five who rebounds extremely well. Uh, yeah. Washington also receives Bielita, who can be a good mentor for Dija. Right. Because they're both oh, yeah, Euros, yeah, yeah, yeah. they're both Euros playing the league and pretty good, pretty decent three point shooters. So it works mm-hmm. out. Uh, Whiteside's not playing a whole lot, right? Luke Walton's not just benching him. So uh, Wizards get a cheap replacement, and uh, they can get to the tenth seed with that deal because they're like fourteenth right now. So it's not, it's it's not unlike it's it's not unlikely. It's a bit of a stretch. Yeah, it, it's a stretch, but. They're going to need a lot of luck if they do pull this trade and get some tenses. They're going to need a lot of luck. But Ryan, you 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 really want to give up an acid like Isaac Bonga? Okay, I'm not joking. But, I'm not joking. Actually, I think Isaac uh, yeah, Bonga is okay. a really good asset. Isaac Bonga has not has been quite disappointing this season. Not okay. Yes. Okay. Yes. It's it's so, the things that you don't see on the stat sheet that he does. You you could say that about Thonmaker as well. But no, I couldn't. Thon Maker looks like trash out there. What you talking Thon about? Maker, my boy, dude. Milwaukee Thon Maker. He he was like a work ethic guy, but he never produced on court. So, right, so like, what's the problem with Isaac Bonga though? I just, I just wanna I just wanna know. Isaac Bonga is a good player, but he's not exactly showing out on the on the stat on stats for he's not Wizards. He's the and... minutes. Ugh, true, when, but when he was getting the minutes, he was looking. He's averaging two points a game. Yes, sir. No, it's th- yes. his defense is 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 really good. He can defend mm-hmm. like I think like one to three, maybe four. Like he's a tall guard, and I think with the right development, I mean, you know, Washington. It's kind of a sad city. You know, you don't see like the craziest guys. Yeah, it's, it's a sad city. Ever since Beal and Wall, like I mean, who's like the next kind of big guy? Like you remember getting like built up. Michael Jordan, dude. Oh yeah, my, my bad. <laughs> <laughs> my bad. <laughs> so if you got like Bonga, oh, yeah, if you got like Bonga into a good team. Then like I just feel like he he would really like flourish like like yeah but like consider this uh Sacramento is actually in the ninth or tenth seed right now so if they want to make a push for the playoffs uh Isaac Bonga can actually help them with the defensive side 
And Ish Smith can be a good veteran for, or like good mentor for uh, Tyrese. So I think... You gotta make sure that you know Luke Walton actually gives them minutes, not just bench them. Yeah, like, true. So much. <laughs> yeah, and, and, true. And, and and just puts them in like garbage time, you know. But I'm yeah. just saying, if it were if it works out, I think it can benefit both sides. Yeah, I okay. see that. I definitely agree. Okay, okay. All right, and I just another very quickly, uh, you said Michael said Hassan Whiteside to Toronto, but Toronto for me gets another center in Andre Drummond. Okay. Yep. Yeah. It's not just gonna deal with that. I I I was gonna. I mean, I, I, I did put, I, I was going to put that on my list, but then I knew that it was something that we were all going to talk about, so. Yeah, let's all talk there about were, there it. Were, there were the rumors, there were the rumors, yeah. and I, I definitely, definitely think it's going to happen. I it's, feel like it's, it's, a high chance. it's one of the, it's a, it's a big chance it's going to happen. So, Austin, do you have this trade as well? I do have the trade, but I don't want to say, I want to hear your guys' trade, because my trade, I think it's a bit, it's a bit, like, too, you know, like, out there. Okay, so if uh, Michael, do you want to start it or do you want me to? <laughs> um, I mean, mine doesn't like mine really not that much. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I said there's a lot of pressure. <laughs> oh, a lot of pressure. I heard you no. had a question. No, hey, no, um, I, it's it's a scary trade because we're losing Norman Powell in this. That's trade. what I'm saying. No, yeah, that's what I'm. We're yeah, losing that's what Norman I had Powell to. in this trade. That's what I had to. We're okay, forced so. to trade him. It's so so sad. so. so Austin we're, and I were actually talking about it, and I was totally wrong because I thought it was, I thought it was from the Cavs, but it wasn't. Uh, keep uh, the the like the a- analysts are saying, and then the the executives. The executives, thank you. The executives are saying that Andre Drummond is almost worth is worth just about second round picks at this point, right? Yeah. Yeah. Now, <laughs> I mean, obviously, I don't think I don't agree with that at all. I think he's worth way more than that. No, it's just because his fantasy stock is so high. Do you think that? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, uh, so... <laughs> <laughs> wait, I just took it what you said. <laughs> I took it what you said. I like blew by it. I was like, wait, I know what you said. Uh, but yeah, I think, yeah, as much as it would suck losing Norman Powell, um, because you know, Mister Storm and Norman, but um, it'd be a good, it'd be a good deal in terms of again Toronto needing a, a big man. Um, because we again we have to settle with a guy named Aaron Baines starting mm-hmm. four minutes and then getting benched the rest of the game. <laughs> Forty four. Um, you know it's it's Andre Drummond. He definitely I feel like he needs a better place than Cleveland right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, it just seems very just dead, and and, and it's it just it, I I don't know I get the, I get the vibe that he doesn't want to play there. I mean, exactly. It's a dead city. It's a dead city. So yeah. You know, they won a championship, and now it's just you know. It's, it's like Indiana, or like Utah. Oh, shut up! <laughs> <laughs> I mean, let's be honest, man. It's, it's a it's a pretty dead city. Like, who wants to go to Cleveland? Wait, Cleveland's dead, but Indiana and Utah, not so much. <sighs> I feel like I feel like now Cleveland's the team where it's like you don't want to get traded to them because then it's just like, well, you're at the bottom now. Yeah. Not like, really. <laughs> Cleveland's not at the bottom. Yeah, that's true. That's true. They're not. That, they're not at the bottom. No, I mean, yeah, anymore. but. But I think I think right now with what some I feel like like if I was a if I was an NBA player if I got traded to Cleveland I'd be like well <laughs> shit honestly <laughs> that's the same thing like if it, is it any team that like trades me I'm like all right I'll t- I'll, I'll go to Orlando you know that's cool you know Sacramento it's like all right LA I guess like man you get traded to Cleveland it's like man it is, <laughs> that's tough it that's is tough. so sad like oh my god I can't do it. But yeah, Toronto's gonna have to trade some guys to Cleveland. I have Norman Powell, Aaron Baines, Patrick McCaw, Stanley Johnson, and a twenty twenty three second round pick in exchange for Andrew Drummond and Dean Wade. 
Oh, Dean Wade. Come on, man. Yeah. Come on, because man. Because... Uh, what a sleeper. Exactly. We're going to need... Uh, I don't think giving up that much is just Drummond, so they're going to have to give up uh, one of their guys. Another one of their guys. But why does this work for me? Uh, why does it work for you? Uh, Norman Powell, he's the biggest person in the deal. He's having 14 points or something Whoa. right now. Uh, he can be a... You, we've all seen Norman Powell. You think you think he's better than Drummond though? Yeah. Oh, you think he's man. better than Patrick? You think no, no, no. Listen, Patrick McCall, he three-peated. <laughs> <laughs> but Norman Powell, you we've seen Norman Powell start as a Raptor, and this guy's been like he's been better as a starter than a than a six man. So I'd I'd say that uh, Norman Powell is the key key piece in this trade for Toronto. Uh, Aaron Baines for salary, Patrick McCall, Stanley Johnson, same thing. Twenty twenty three second round pick. We get Andre Drummond because we need the five, and uh, hopefully uh, Norman Powell, if this happens, can help uh, Garland and Sexton be better players, He's gonna shooters. Blossom. He's gonna blossom. Yeah. Exactly. So, so Austin, let's hear uh, your trade then. Yeah. So, I, 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 can can I go to a different guy instead of Drummond? Because yeah, yeah, like yeah, go ahead. All the trades would be the same. So. You guys are looking at Drummond, you know, for Powell and Baines, and like I was like, that's a bit too low, and you know, there's news circling that Atlanta is listening to offers for John Collins. Oh, here we go. And here he, we go. and this is go. what I think. I think John Collins gets traded to Toronto along with Tony Snell for salary, for Norman Powell, Aaron Baines, and I don't know the picks. I put a first round pick, like one first round pick, twenty twenty two. I could see more than one pick being added just because John Collins is that kind of caliber of a player, and. I think it would help both teams as well. I mean, Norm Powell, you know, Gallinari is kind of struggling. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's his name? DeAndre Hunter. Oh, my bad. He's out. I think he might be out the whole season. You know, he's yeah. going to have surgery. And, you know, if they get Norm Powell in, right now he's a really good stopgap and even more. I feel like he could be a kind of a star player in a way. And yeah. you get a young Victor Toronto, a team that doesn't have bigs. You know, granted, John Collins isn't, isn't a good defensive center. But he's still a really good young you know, blossoming center that we can develop. And I feel like this kind of does help both teams. And Atlanta also gets another pick in this if they want to deal that for a veteran maybe. And, you know, I I, I think I would aim, aim higher than Drummond. I, I think Collins is the way to go. I Okay, I like it. I like it. Younger, uh, yeah, younger talent. Toronto yeah. gets younger. That's exactly what I was going to say. Toronto gets younger. We do sacrifice a first-round pick. But I feel like... Uh, if this happens, uh, Collins can actually get us over that uh, that hump for uh, uh, like scoring in the paint. He could transform our team. I think he's that I good like, of a player. I feel, like, I feel like he could definitely, definitely, easily have that chemistry with Fred Van Vliet and Kyle Lowry. Oh yeah. In the in the in the pick and roll and the the cut and move type of mm-hmm. plays that they like running, you know, because you you can see it with with, with Serge when we had Serge Ibaka and, and Marcus. I miss Serge. Oh, right? You can see so how much. easy how easy it was to to do a pick and roll with him, right? And and yeah. have him shoot at the top of the key, right? Just mm-hmm. like free throw line jumpers were his thing, right? So you know, you yeah. can, like you can do the same thing with John Collins. Yeah, I think okay. you do more because Ibaka when he was when he was with us, he was an, a decent shooter. He wasn't a great three point shooter at the time. Of course, not I mean, for for a big man, for a big man, he's a pretty good. Player. Yeah, but like you know, in, in LA right now, he's like shooting like almost forty percent from three or something. Yeah. With us, it was like yeah. you know, he is it was a hit or miss in a way. But I think you know, John, not I think I know John Collins is one of the best shooters for you know for for the kind of size he's at. I think he's about six nine, six ten, mm-hmm. and you know, like Ibaka kind of rolled and popped at the at the key, like Michael said. I think John Collins like he can step back pretty far. Like he can step back behind the line, 
and he takes that shot with confidence. It's a clean form, nothing kind of weird about it. It's not no Aaron Baines three point form. And, <laughs> yeah, I went there. I was gonna bring yeah. it up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think John Collins like he he could transform our team. And if I'm if I'm a sire and Bobby Webster, I'm pushing to get John Collins off of Atlanta. All right, I like it. I like it. I like it. Michael, sounds good. Sounds right. no, it, it sounds it sounds really good. All right, uh, Michael, let's hear your next one then. Next one, ooh, ooh, I have a, I have a, I have a wide amount of people to choose from. Oh, so okay, this is. I think this is probably my weirdest one. All right. Uh, but I have to say Eric Bledsoe on uh, New Orleans. That's not weird. Uh, it is weird. 13 points per game, 43% field goal average, 40% from three. You know, not 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 too too you know out there it's, with stats. It's, but it's better than before. So but it's, yeah, it's, three, it's, damn. Yeah, it's, it's definitely solid. Uh, and then you know, on top of that, he's putting up three rebounds and three assists. Yeah. So you know, that's good. Um, I just I just find I th- I think it's hard for him to perform at a high level because of Lonzo Ball mm-hmm. being you know that guy <laughs> um and you know talking about the Cavs, i think a trade for i think a trade uh for him to go to the Cavs would probably be a good deal mm. um and and right now with eric bledsoe's situation you don't really need to give up that much to get him you know um i don't i didn't i didn't write and i didn't i didn't really i didn't really write who should go because i was actually wanted to get your guys's opinion on who you think should be going to the Cavs if the trade would happen. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think in terms of if they could keep, and I'm pretty sure they can, if, if they can keep Colin Sexton and or Darius Garland on the Cavs with, like, without having to trade them to New Orleans to get Eric Bledsoe, I think Eric Bledsoe could be a, like one of, a really, really good, reliable backup coming off the bench. Mm. You know, for me, I I, I, gotta, I gotta pass on this. You know, Eric Bledsoe... I, I don't cool. like the trade. I, I feel like with Garland and Sexton being your backcourt, that's I feel like... Established that's established already, It's established right? and it's, it's... that. I mean, I think they're both probably better than Bledsoe in, in like, the next few years. I think... Uh, no, I think. Yeah, I no. Uh, yeah, so, no, and, Michael. And, yeah, Michael. I We get where you're coming from because you want to mentor. You want Bledsoe to mentor the yeah, team. Yeah, like, I think, right. I think, I think a, a, good, a, a good veteran coming off the bench but it, I'm not uh, trying they, they do have they, they have Dela Vadova. They don't need Bledsoe. Yeah, they got Dela Vadova. They don't need no Bledsoe. I'm not going to trade my, my best guards for a backup point guard. Come on, man. Yeah, I mean, like I said, that was probably the weirdest name on my list. I mean, uh, we get we get why you want to do it, but Bledsoe at this point in his career, he deserves to be on a contender. Yeah. Right. yeah. He deserves to be a contender. And if things can work, I don't have a listed, but if things do work out, I can see him going to like LA, like the Clippers or something well, back like to LA, that. Damn. Yeah, back yeah, back to back to the Clippers. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, I personally don't like the trade. Don't want him going to Cleveland because it yeah. just kind of doesn't work out in terms of timeline. Yeah, it's kind of redundant too. Okay. Like you're trading a guard for another guard, and the guard you're getting back is probably worse than the guard. You're well, no, I'm, not, I'm not saying I'm not saying trade away Colin Sexton oh, yeah, or okay. Darius Garland, but I'm saying. Trade, like it could, you could either trade some, like you could trade. It has to be like Torin Prince and uh, some other guy because that's that's the only way the salary is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But there was there was oh I should have said this name instead. There was definitely somebody else that I think should. Right, go ahead. Yeah. And I'm very confident about it. I don't know why. I say what you trust. 
definitely think Joe Harris should get traded away from Brooklyn. Um, For who? I was think I honestly really, really, really think that Joe Harris should get sent to Milwaukee. Um, that don't. I think I think they need help just with that like that 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 three point, you know, transition. Um, they're already good as it is, you know, and we all know that. Um, but like, think about it. Joe Harris is shooting just shy of fifty percent from three, which is very impressive. He also is a three point champion, but I mean that you know. That translates to him in game, um, but honestly, I was thinking of you know uh, like a like a Dante Divincenzo going to Brooklyn. Giannis. <laughs> Giannis goes to Brooklyn. No, but I, I think I think, uh, I think like a Dante Divincenzo trade and 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 maybe may, like maybe maybe like very 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 low chance, but maybe a pick. Yeah. Damn, you're really low on Joe Harris, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's a good low. He's he, he's a good he's a good like I I, I mean, like he, he's an amazing three point shooter. Um, right. Is his defense? No, his defense is pretty solid. Yeah, his defense is pretty solid. It's very it's solid better, defense. It's better it's, than Kyrie or Harden. So. Okay, but yeah. you know you can't you can't really you can't really say you can't really compare him to Harden's defense because it's Harden. Right? Oh, okay. I guess I take a point. Um, yeah. <laughs> but I think. He could like you know Joe Harris is a very very good off uh, off the ball player. He's right. able to he's able to run the floor and then space himself out without and, and run run off the ball and, and create plays and create his own shot. Uh, and you know Dante Divincenzo being a a, a young uh, a young guard at Milwaukee. Uh, sending I mean sending him to on, under sending him under Kyrie Irving's wing. Like sending him under his under his, like mentorship, I think that would, I think that could definitely benefit. Dante. Yeah, let, let me get my. Let okay, me, let's but what, what what's Kyrie gonna okay. teach him? Like the Earth is flat. Oh, yeah, no, he's gonna, he's, he's gonna teach him that burning sage, uh, before the games is spiritually helpful and oh, can God. Help drop fifty for the night. You're gonna turn him vegan. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah, oh my God. All right, Austin, let's hear you then. Yeah, let me let me get my take on this trade. So I feel like this is like. Kind of the opposite of what Brooklyn's trying to do, like right now they're in, in win now mode. There's kind of no point to mm-hmm. like trade Get away. Get rid of Joe Harris, their best three point shooter. Yeah, and I feel like his offensive role, like it's perfect. Like it, there's no better offense he could be on right now. You know, you have you have Harden being like he's a he's a ball a ball handler. He can create his own shot. Kyrie can create his own shot. Kevin Durant can create his own shot. There's only so much guys he can defend. So when the ball team swung around to those three guys, and then your fourth option. Is like one of the best shooters in the league. Like, yeah, I, I don't, I don't see dude. how you can get it any better. And I don't think getting Divincenzo would really help them in a way. I mean, he is an okay defender, he's versatile, but they have Bruce Brown. Like, he's kind of the same mm-hmm, kind of exactly. guy. I feel like he's probably not, probably not as good as a shooter as him, but he brings a defense and he's the backup to Joe Harris. So what's kind of the point to, you know, trade away one of your best three point shooters for someone that you kind of already have? But what they do need is a center. Yeah, they need a center. So, mm-hmm. yes. Okay. Okay. And I have a trade for that. Where okay. I send JaVale McGee for Landry Shamit, Tyler Johnson, a 2021 20, second round pick from Atlanta, and a 2021 second round pick from Indiana. Again, Cleveland speeds up their rebuilding process by adding Shamit and the two draft picks because Tyler Johnson is just their salary. Uh, and uh, Brooklyn gets the defense in McGee, the three-time champion. Uh, DeAndre Jordan, 
isn't a terrible option. He's not the same guy he once was in, on LA. But I think uh, the the tools that McGee possesses can help can help man the five and uh, better defense, interior defense. That's what Brooklyn needs right now. Okay, I see what you get from my ivory. I didn't even, you know, I didn't, I didn't even know Javale McGee was on the Cavs until I saw a highlight of him. <laughs> <laughs> I had no, I was like, I was like, who is this guy driving to the rim, dunking and falling over? And I was like, wait, that's Javale McGee. I had, I had no idea that was that was that was. Uh, Shackton champion right there. I had no idea. Nah. <laughs> but legit, I th- <laughs> McGee can help the Nets for sure. Yeah. Definitely. All right, all right. Austin, uh, next trade or do you have any thoughts? Yeah, I, I got, I got no trade. So I got Buddy Heald to the Mavericks, and I feel like okay. Yeah, it's not, it sounds kind of out there. No, it's not bad. I hear I, that. I Ma- like it. I hear that Dallas is they want to kind of you know go in. For a championship, they kind of want to hone into it, so yep. I think they would kind of upgrade that, you know, one of their guys, and I feel like that guy they can upgrade is Tim Hardaway Jr., you know, make him, flip him for Buddy Heald, so it's going to be Tim Hardaway, Max Kleber, and a first-round pick for Buddy Heald, for which Buddy. it does sound like a lot, but, you know, Buddy Heald, he's, he's pretty much Tim Hardaway Jr., but better, mm-hmm. you know, Tim Hardaway's kind of a streaky shooter, and Buddy Heald, he's, he's kind of established as one of the best shooters in the league, he can shoot off the dribble, and... If he's playing off of Luca, I mean, you see him the way he, he's playing off of Fox, and he's playing really good. Imagine if he's playing beside Luca, where you know Luca attracts so much more attention, and he's gonna have a lot more open shots. So I think it could help. I was, I, I was thinking like, what what do you think of what do you think of an instead of a, well, I mean not instead uh, with a Tim Hardaway, what do you think of a, a Josh Richardson potentially? Instead of Tim Hardaway, you put Josh Richardson. No, no, no. Like so, I would do like. Maybe like Buddy Heald and Bealicia for uh, Tim Hardaway and Josh Richardson, and then a pick. Dallas, what, 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 what would you think? No, nah, I feel I feel like Josh Richardson is, is integral to the team. You know, Luca's not. A no, yeah, player. Josh Richardson. Josh Richardson should stay on the team because he's yeah. one of the okay. better yeah. defenders. Okay. Yeah. The okay. yeah. Yeah. No, I was just because I was thinking about it, and I was like, I mean, as a as a trade asset, Josh Richardson is not a bad one. True, he does have some he value, is, but he is, yeah, but he is. I, I do get it though. He is very, uh, he's a very, very important piece to Dallas right now. So, I'm, uh, I'm gonna change that stance on uh, Dallas, Austin. Okay. And instead of Buddy Heald, we're sending Nikola Vucevic to Dallas. Ooh, okay. Or James Ooh. Johnson, Maxi Kleber, Wesley Windu, a 2022 first round pick, and a 2023 first round pick. Oh, you just sending Wesley Wundu back to Orlando? Yes, sir. It's a big package. Yeah, it's yes. a big package. It's a big package, but it's worth it. Yeah. We I get so we too. get the we get the aging Vucevic out of Orlando. We don't want that. We don't want him there no more. Yeah, we don't want that. We we send him to Dallas to pair up with his European brothers. And um <laughs> uh, uh the first round picks, uh and Iwindu definitely helped the Magic speed up that rebuilding process they've been stuck in ever since Dwight left. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Dallas gets another 20-plus 20, 20 point-per-game score in the paint to pair up next to Luka and, and uh, KP. It yeah. works beautifully. I gotta say, yeah. I, like... It works beautifully. And uh, uh, I don't see if Mark Cuban can pull some strings. This can definitely get done. Yeah, you know, one of, one of the historic things that is kind of weird about you know, Chris Stapps is he's not a good box out kind of guy, which is kind of 
It's kind of weird to hear that. You know, someone's at seven three. He's not a good boxer. Exactly, right. Vucevic can, yeah. you know, he's a big body in the paint, and he can box out and grab boards. So now, you know, the kind of struggles that KP had, where he can't post up really. He's not a good post up kind of guy. He's not a good box out. You know, those kind of problems get solved by bringing in Vucevic, where he's a really good post up player. He's also a really good shooter, and he's a good rebounder. Like all the things that KP doesn't do, Vucevic does do, and. I think KP's a good rim protector. Am I right? I'm not sure if he actually is. I haven't watched he's his a, games that much. I think he, he averages like a block or two a game. It's it's not bad, but it's just like you're not you're expecting more from a guy who's yeah. I think you're, out of that you're just worried about the the defense from those two. Exactly. Yeah, but I think Nikola Vucevic can definitely help Dallas get back into the playoff picture, potentially finals run as well. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's no. That's that's definitely that's. I didn't think. I didn't. I never thought about Vooch and 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 how much. I actually do agree with getting him out of Orlando. Uh, you'll free them, man. I don't like him there. Yeah, I don't. He he, because he he's doing everything he can. You know, he looks better in a different shade of blue and white. I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah, in a in a stadium that doesn't play the national anthem. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> All right, Michael. Let's hear the next trade. We got a we got a few we got a few more minutes. Let's hear let's let's, uh, let's hear them. Well, is it even worth talking about Bradley Beal? I don't have Bradley Beal at all. Yeah, I don't have him either. Wow, I'm such a yeah, surprise that I have him. Is it even is it even worth talking about Bradley Beal at this point? Uh, let's let's hear it out and we'll. Let's hear it. Okay, so Bradley Beal, being the unfortunate player right now who's in Washington, giving it his all and not really getting the results he wants out of it. Uh, I mean, he's he's averaging thir- uh, just just about thirty two points a game, and that's that's. That's something we've never seen from Bradley Beal. I mean, we've that's seen some... him, we've seen him average pretty good numbers of like twenty plus and, and and good percentages, but the fact that he's averaging thirty two right now, and on that team, that's some cheese. Yeah, and yeah, like it's it's crazy, and everybody used to see him as like the 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 second to John Wall because you know that was when the, the that was a duo, but ever since he left, I feel like Bradley Beal has definitely definitely shown how much of an offensive threat he can really be. He's the man. Exactly. He's the um, man on the Wizards, yes. However, I I didn't I just I didn't know what specific team would benefit from getting Beal. Okay. I was more thinking of how much Beal would benefit by getting out of Washington. So you're saying so, to a contender or something? Yeah, I think Bradley Beal to any sort of contender, any contender. It can be Denver. It can be, it can even be LA. Like, like, like any sort of contender that is looking to win a championship or go deep in the playoffs and earn their spot on like the top of the, the their conference. I think definitely Bradley Beal should be one of the people that team should be looking for. Definitely, Bradley Beal is just that type of man. Yeah. So enough said. Like we, we, you can't say much about Bradley Beal. No, he's just, there's not, there's not too much. I like, I, I exactly. I say. He's a he. He helps any team that he goes to except Washington, because he's he's yeah. scoring fifty and still losing, which sucks <laughs> for him. But it's it's sad. It's sad because he he's he's doing everything and more, and and he's giving Washington his his absolute best. Yeah, more than they could ask, and they're still struggling to win. And I just I don't think that. Russell Westbrook can fill the spot that John Wall did with Bradley yeah. with with pairing up with Bradley Beal. I agree. And I'm not I'm not I'm not hating on I'm not hating on on John uh, on on Russell Westbrook's um 
ability to pair himself up with anybody else other than other than Kevin Durant or what he used to do you know um but I think right now in terms of Washington I don't think Bradley Beal and Russell Westbrook is a good matchup to have all right that's uh, that makes sense it makes sense yeah uh I just want uh we we don't have too much time left but I want to quickly address one of my favorite trades that I did uh I have the Clippers trading their 2021 first round pick, their last pick until 2027. Oh my gosh. And uh, I don't know how to pronounce this guy's name. Mifundu Kavangele? Yeah. Okay, okay. For Devontae Graham. Oh, okay. Mm. So that's Devante... for Lamelo. <laughs> yep, exactly. You want to free up Lamelo from the bench. You want to put him in the starting role. And yes. you send Devontae Graham to the Clippers who need a playmaker. Devontae's averaging 14.6 assists and 3 rebounds a night. Those are playmaking numbers and a decent scoring option as well. Uh, considering he's also on a very team-friendly deal, I think it's still his rookie deal, uh, he can be their starting point guard, and LA won't have to worry about it for the next year or two. And they get that playmaking spot filled, whereas uh, Charlotte gets, that, uh, gets, a, gets a pick, and that guy. That, that, that guy, dude. That, that guy, guy, yeah. Don't you, know what? you know what? Definitely. <laughs> definitely, definitely, I 100% agree. Uh, give LaMelo more time on the court. Mm-hmm. Uh, totally not saying that because he's on my fantasy roster. But, um, yeah, no, he, he LaMelo has shown so many times already of what type of player he can be and what he is going to be in the next in the next couple of years. Um, whether it be with Charlotte or wherever else, but um, yeah, having him split minutes with Devonte Graham right now is or, or come it, off the bench. It's hurting both of them. Yeah, it's hurting honest. both. It, of them. It's hurting in both. Of in terms them. of in terms of their value, it's hurting them. Yeah, so that's why we free Graham to Clippers and we free Graham onto the starting lineup. Free up Graham. It's a good deal. Yeah, it's a good deal. All right, um, Austin. Any more trades you want to? Yeah, let's let's do one more. You know, this part is going a bit long. Long. <laughs> let's let's do one. Let's do one more. So, it's a pretty simple one. No picks. No nothing. It's George Hill to the Trailblazers for Ronnie Hood. That's that's okay. the whole deal. So All right. Okay. I'm thinking that it's just, you know it's simple thinking that you know the Trailblazers want someone that's a veteran to kind of put beside you know Lillard and McCollum. Maybe put off the bench. You know, and he, I think he's better than Ronnie Hood. I would say. Mm-hmm, yep. And you already have Robert Covington and. Derek Jones Jr. get again filling the small forward spot, and also um, Gary Trent Jr. And for OKC, it's you, know, you get a younger guy than George Hill. You know, George Hill's like thirty four or something. So I feel like you know, yeah, he's not that much younger. He's only like twenty eight, I think, for Ernie Hood is. But I feel yep. like it would just benefit both of them to kind of move on from each other. Oh, that's smart. That's smart. I had a I had a funny trade. Yeah. It was it was literally just it wasn't even it wasn't even anything serious. I, I I'm not even gonna go in depth about it, but my mom wanted probably she wants it to happen, but she wants DeMar DeRozan back in Toronto. Okay, okay. okay. Uh, <laughs> um what she was thinking was she thinks that if we get him back knowing that the player that he is now, because I mean if you think about it, he's having his best career three point percentage. Uh, he's right having now. a he's an all year. Yeah, I he's think this is his best year. You know, yeah, you know what? Yeah, he's he, he's yeah, an definitely all-star. having his best. My he's, favorite player is an all star this year. Oh man. Yeah, and, and 20, t- 20 points per game, forty eight percent field goal average, and literally his best 
three-point percentage. Um, I think, like, what, what, what she thinks is, and it was funny, was she thinks that having DeMar back in Toronto would definitely complement Lowry, but it would still not solve our problem with a big. <laughs> hey, man, I don't... Uh, from I don't know, like, <laughs> yeah, do you know what? Maybe for maybe for a, a, a return. Yeah. Maybe. A big but hey, comeback, but yeah. I don't know. But hey, if Toronto wants to make a good deal like to get into the playoffs, they should trade for Asvin. Oh that's yeah, right. yeah, that's yeah. facts. That's facts. Yo, for Asvin can shoot the three. He can, he can defend. He yes, can, sir. He can do everything. Like <laughs> he can do it all. You can trade for Asvin, free Asvin from, I don't know, Ryerson or something. Wait, we talked about Asvin. Damn it, we talked about Asvin again. But Asvin <laughs> 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 again. Um, but 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 uh, I just want to read. Uh, I like the idea of Demar Derozan coming back to Toronto. I love the guy, but I frankly don't see it because the San Antonio Spurs are having such a nice season. Yeah, yeah, they're having so, a really good season. Yeah, they're, so they're uh, they're what sixth in the West right now. Yeah, and they're they're, and they're definitely gonna make a they're definitely gonna make a, a good run for the playoffs. for the playoffs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um, I just want to quickly retract back to Austin's George Hill trade. I have him going to Dallas. Okay. Um, I'm not going to go too in depth. Dallas, Dallas just sucks at threes right now. <laughs> George Hill is a good three point shooter. Therefore, sending him for Dwight Powell and maybe Josh Green. I haven't decided, but George Hill for Dwight Powell definitely works. Um, he can serve as a mentor for playmaking for Luca, mm. and he's a good three point shooter off the bench. So it works. Yeah. I'll say it works. Yeah, I'm totally, totally off topic. But you guys have seen George Hill's ESPN picture. Oh, yeah, <laughs> he, he's the most light skinned person. Yeah, ever. that that's a Chris Brown picture right there. <laughs> <laughs> that's a Chris Brazy picture he right is, there. He is, he is, he is, he was feeling himself in that picture. He's yeah, like, man, goddamn. Yo, my my guy's sweet. Yo, yeah, yeah. hey, it is what it is. <laughs> uh, uh, you guys, any more final trades? Uh, no, I'm I'm doing my trades. Final trades? Do I even have anybody left? <laughs> yeah, that's in Toronto. Confirmed. Yeah, Toronto. <laughs> I have I actually have Jamal Murray to Toronto. For who? Uh, I was thinking sending Aaron Norman Bates. Powell. Oh. <laughs> sending Norman Powell and Stanley Johnson. And bro, a, that's a that's a crowded uh, backcourt. Yeah, <laughs> that's a no, no. But I, or actually, I was actually, I was thinking even crazier, and sending the veteran Kyle Lowry to Denver, uh, clearing up that backcourt for Jamal, having him paired up with Fred, going really young into the future. Um, and I mean, Jamal's Canadian. I'm a Jamal Murray fan, so I'd like mm-hmm. to see him in a Canadian jersey. I respect Rocky. it. I respect it. All right, yeah, I respect it. Or we could just shift Lowry to the small forward and. Yeah. Just make Kyle Lowry play center because he clearly can. Or as can clearly. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like, okay, do you get like? I think it's weird how Kyle Lowry can actually play a good big for a player as small as him. Mm-hmm. True. But I mean, better than Aaron Baines. But you know, we're not going to talk about that. <laughs> All right. Uh... I think that covers all the trades. Yes, sir. Any final, any any final thoughts, guys? No, I just wonder how many times I dogged on Aaron Baines. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we should I, do a counter after this. 
I think I think <laughs> take a clear. shot every take a shot every time you take see a shot. It, right? Yeah, <laughs> no, I, I think I think it's clear that uh, I don't like him. Um, Aaron Baines shot. Slam. He had a he had a good he had a, he had a, he had a good career. He had a good career, just not in Toronto. Not so for any listeners, any listeners who want to play, I'm going to say Aaron Bain, Aaron Bain, Aaron Bain, Aaron Bain. Now that's four <laughs> shots. <laughs> you know what? If there's anybody who listens to this and 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 is a fan of Aaron Baines, please tell me, talk to me. I want to I want to know what I want to know what it's like to like him. Because I don't. <laughs> just <laughs> at all. Just all. All right. <laughs> uh, I think that ends this week's podcast. Uh, Michael, let's hear you do your outro. Do an outro. Any outro? Just anything you want. Um, make sure you guys uh, follow Floor Generals. You guys better hey, do. Hey. Um, listen to the podcast. They talk about some really cool things. Danny Green, if you ever, ever hear this, which you probably will because you have to, you need to come on this podcast. It's Danny Green back to Toronto. Danny, Danny Green, Green back, back to Toronto. Toronto. Danny yes, Green sir. to Toronto confirmed. Um, honestly, no, guys. Uh, it's, it's been great. Uh, I absolutely love I love coming. I love coming on the podcast with you guys. It's great to reunite and talk about things that we used to talk about when we were kids. Especially now that we know so much more. Uh, yeah. I think it's great. I think it's great that before we used to just talk about what the Miami Heat winning a championship, <laughs> and uh, and now we get to talk about more play and more more teams doing trades and all that. So I think it's great. It was very uh, enjoyable with you, man. Yes, sir. Yeah, it, it was great. It was, it was great with you guys. Amazing. I don't like Aaron Baines, by the way, but. <laughs> take, a, take a shot take a shot take a shot, take a take shot. A shot. <laughs> uh, but yeah um thanks thanks everyone who's listening uh make sure you guys follow four generals make sure you guys shout out austin and ryan for for making some dope content and uh john collins to toronto yes sir aaron beans <laughs> like <laughs> all right thanks thanks for listening guys Catch you in the next episode. Take care.